All right, cool. Let's shut it down. And that's the end. <laughs> <laughs> Previously on Watch and Talk. Presidents can't get cancer. Nope, they can't. This is the episode where they decided to perm Bradley Whitford's hair. We should keep tabs on if he keeps it on his desk. Yeah, they're, they're setting this guy up to be a villain. I know it. Well, he speaks French. He's French. I'm reforming her. It's okay. And what's the joke? It's Misty LaGuardia. Bortson, son of Bort. Charlie. Yeah. We're done here. Okay, let's start it up. Uh, so this week we're going to talk about episode four of The West Wing. It's called Five Votes Down. It's uh it's a pretty good one. So uh let's, let's dive in. Well, first the uh, the previously on this week is read by Leo. So he's our first male previously on. Uh in the scenes, uh we start with the president giving a speech and he's What's sta- the joke? What what what's the joke he opens with? Cuz it's like a punchline. He opens with a punchline and it was um and one night he went in and set the briefcase down. And he said, "Bess, why do you suppose it is only sons of bitches know how to lick a stamp? Yeah, so only douchebags know how to lick stamps. Sons of bitches. Sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah, I can't figure out what the setup for that would be. He's saying, mm-hmm. like, people will mail, like, an angry letter to their congressman, but it seems like the only people that know how to lick stamps are sons of bitches. <laughs> I get it now. And then the, the follow-up is like, but everyone here should be also calling and writing to their congressman and... You know, being sons of bitches. Okay, I get it. Yeah, and then he immediately Thank like you. tells like another anecdote too. So it seems like President Bartlett's rhetorical style is mostly like telling stories and then like having a slight tie in to something that happened. Or you could say that's Toby's rhetorical style. That's true. Although maybe this is the fabled D section that he. <laughs> I, this must be it. the D section. Yeah, because he he repeats it over and over. He's not a. He's not pleased with the d section you got a little extemporaneous yeah so i had a question like right off the bat on this right so bartlett says that story that he leads into he goes you know i had a civil procedure professor who said once i had a civil procedure professor who said and then the whole law and facts thing but bartlett didn't go to law school right that's something you would only take in law school i i don't think anyone would take civil procedure no, like no, special... it was a nice, he had a friendly procedure professor. But I was thinking, like, it wouldn't be unsurprising for a Sorkin character who is this idealistically intellectual and pragmatically president. idealistic. Yeah. That big sign he's standing <laughs> yes. in front of, which is the worst campaign <laughs> yeah, slogan. It's awful. <laughs> and yet, that, that, that is that. the fusion of the, uh, the Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton campaigns, right? <laughs> it really is. <laughs> but I wouldn't be surprised if he, like, audited the law school class. <laughs> like this character might do that for funsies. Pragmatic. They cut to Leo and he gets a phone call and everybody seems on cell phones already at this point. I think they're done with the beepers. Have we, I don't, we haven't seen one in a couple oh, wow. episodes. It seems like between the time they made the pilot, maybe <laughs> that yeah. they figured out the beepers don't, don't work for anybody. Uh, he's really, he gets, he's kind of like stressed out about something. Like he's like, how did the wheels come off this thing? And then he talked to Josh and they had lost five votes on this bill uh, that the president was giving a speech about that seemed like the president thought they had it in the bag. Um, one thing that did in this, uh, this scene that was cool is that the sp- president was giving his speech on the TVs in the background as like characters were doing stuff. So you had these like two levels of scene going on, which is a, like it's something Sports Night did all the time because they were oh, in a TV yeah. studio. So they always had the people in the background. Uh, I thought that was just kind of cool. Yeah, I thought that was effective. And they also have the most wonderful epic walk and talk right in the beginning of this episode. Oh, my God. Where they go un- through the building, under the building, through a kitchen. There's a couple making out in the hallway. Hey there, fella. She deserves a nice room and some supper. Yeah, I, t- I timed it. It's a three-minute long walk and talk. And it, I think Everyone's it involves in it. every a, single character. And they look awesome. Yeah. Everybody's wearing tuxes and ball gowns Mm -hmm. and they look super cool cj's worried about her neck being too big i I couldn't see a place where they could do like a cheat edit it looked like it was a real oh yeah i would i thought i figured they must have but it's not even that it's a walk and talk three laps through their set like this is through like a new place and they just uncut just walk for three minutes straight uh yeah so there's a couple plot lines going on in this one scene uh toby is grilling the president about get going off the script a little bit in the speech. Uh, everybody else thinks the speech was great. 
Sam's like taking some credit for it. And even though he only wrote like two paragraphs out of a 30 minute long speech. It has like such good Toby president dialogue too. They're like cute banter. Cute, but also seething at the same time. <laughs> really? It, I just I, It seemed like it. they were a little bit on each other's nerves. Like, See, I think what Charlie's trying to say is that in this case, the singer outdistanced the song. Really, uh, what, what I heard Charlie say was that the text was user-proof, although you did your level best to, to disprove that in the D section. Tolerating <laughs> it, and he appreciated it, but it, like, it seemed like they could possibly like have that go bad, too. Yeah, I felt like the president was kind of trolling Toby a little bit, though. Oh, totally. <laughs> and I think that is great. And then when I, I think you kind of get the sense that they're they're in it for the fun of it when he says you know what toby sir you're what my mother calls a pain in the ass well that's what my mother calls it too sir <laughs> uh yeah then th there's a little bit of a hint for a thing later where charlie tries to give the president his back medicine and then he says those damn things make me goofy uh and then as they're getting into the car there is a uh a josh groupie hangout that yells at him and then they get in the car and they play the credits. Yeah, and CJ refers to the the fan club being there for Josh earlier in that scene. And like they also refer to that early in other episodes too. And it's just kind of odd that they, I guess, intended for Josh to be sort of like a sex symbol. Yeah. They like him in his thoughts. No, I got wet. <laughs> <laughs> they um so the main plot line there though is that they're all freaked out that they're now down on this vote that they have coming up in 72 hours. So then after the credits, you get a um everybody's kind of like hanging out late night in the Roosevelt room having dinner. The West Wing makes Chinese food look so good. Like Yeah, every, everybody's sharing it. Yeah. It's such a good And they're eating out of those takeout containers which every time I watch the West Wing and they're working late, I always want Chinese food when I see them eat it and then I'm always really disappointed because they don't come in those like takeout containers anymore yeah you just get styrofoam or yeah plastic and it's now. just not as romantic as they do it on the west wing but they make it look so good do you ever eat out of the container like that though i put it in a bowl come on guys no i eat out of the container okay. like yeah you can't get people you can't get the rice mix what yes you, you can out of the container what you're taking you take it from one take it from the other come on man i put take in a bowl like one piece of broccoli and put it on the rice and then scoop up a little broccoli in that piece of whoa <laughs> that's kind of labor intensive yeah it's like a a focus thing <laughs> i sort of pour a little bit of rice on the thing i'm eating and then i just keep adding as i eat down and then eventually you just can mix them when you, right well when, when you, you have both like the half just sauce left over too all the rice goes in <laughs> But why do dishes when you don't have to? You have a perfectly good container. Yeah. Stand corrected. You're alone in this, Braden. I admit it. One of the votes that they say is missing is this guy Chris Wick, and Josh thinks that's impossible. Um, they're just kind of game planning how they're going to handle this. Uh, the one, then they bring up this other plot line about how they're going to have a financial disclosure thing. Mandy gets the idea that they can kind of humanize themselves through this by showing like how little money they all make. Sam has like a an insight into how they can do this and he just like kind of names off like exactly the situation well setting aside christopher wick and i agree with josh someone's getting that wrong cats and moyer and oban and i bide i'm gonna guess the other two are tillinghouse lebrant that's what we're gonna hear tomorrow morning now the two of them are gonna vote together on this so we really only need to get to one and whether it's tillinghouse or lebrant and it should be tillinghouse we're gonna need help except he gets the chris wick thing wrong too everybody got that wrong nobody believed that this guy well, could go against josh he says oh, yeah. Sam says Tillinghouse and LeBrant are the... Of, I tried to figure out the five, right? And the problem is, as we will see, I think there's six. No, and the well, the guy that Leo talks to isn't... Richardson? They, they know he's not going to. But so they, he was like a no beforehand. And he was a no, to, but they were rather than use... So they the one guy... They think they can get all of them except for the one guy, Tillinghouse. And they say that the vice president needs the help on that guy. And Leo who had a very contentious moment with the vice president not two weeks ago, kind of shoots us down. No way. Leo. No way. Tillinghouse and the vice I'm not using Hoynes. And they try to do everything else but that. Okay, uh, so they tried to flip a no to a yes in rather than to doing that. the previous Yeah, so they, they end up getting the four and then go after this guy instead. Okay. Um, and then uh, there's a nice little Mandy moment where she pays for everybody's dinner. Even though, I mean, she's going to get reimbursed yeah. for it, but still. I wonder what the expense policy is like at the White House. <laughs> yeah, it seems like such a throwaway line to even include that. Yeah. But it, 
this actually this episode had a lot of things that made the, it feel real mm-hmm. in a lot of ways like they left the white house like they were at a speech they really like that chinese food they're oh, like, yeah. you gotta try it with they're the sauce. like you gotta eat the sauce in man. this scene leo also has one of my favorite lines in the show where he says um there's one thing you never or two things you never want to see get made laws and sausages yeah. <laughs> and i love that line which I, I was surprised that mandy had to be the one to get that pointed out to because she's supposed to be like the image person yeah, she should know better I mean, that line is such a cliche that like it's just constantly used all the time amongst is it because like, of the west wing no in law school that that i think that goes back to at least 50 years ago that that was already a cliche in in congress and it's such a cliche that like even if you make a subtle reference to it everyone will immediately get that you're referring to that cliche and groan so why don't you want to see the sausages though what's so bad about the you don't want to see the boot and the pigeon. Maybe we shouldn't tell you in ruined sausages. That's all ground up into the sausage. Yeah, there's like a bunch of... Like, you subpar cuts for a sausage frequently. Yeah, mostly gross stuff. Yeah. I think hot Foreskin. dogs are grosser it than It should sausages. taste real good. Who cares? <laughs> No, well, I want to see that. So that's, the, that's the whole point. You don't want to eat it. You just no, don't want to see, see it. Made. If this is a really I old saying, it. then I think that it... It's like Leo is very old school, and that just adds to that character. Yeah, maybe Leo coined that phrase. Maybe he did. Wait, but sausages are so good, man. <laughs> are you sure? Laws, too. Yeah, laws yeah, are great. Laws no, can be good. That's weird. But not the making of them. Uh, the next thing they cut to is Leo. He goes, All sausage? <laughs> <laughs> like, even the like, good shit? But, uh, I mean, there's probably maybe, some super. Yeah, you want to see an artisanal sausage being made, but yeah. not like a mass market sausage. That's all I'm saying. I think hot dogs are maybe more accurate than hot sausage. dogs. I want to see a hot dog. Yeah. I mean, they didn't have artisanal sausages back when this was coined, you know? <laughs> you had like a sausage. Uh, yeah, so Leo goes home at what, 2 a.m., and uh, his. There's seemingly an abandoned meal or something on the table, and he's like, what's going on? It turns out that he missed his anniversary. And his wife is pretty down about it. Yeah, she's like really upset. Yeah, I guess that's a pretty big thing. She's like so upset. Yeah, she got him a nice watch, which we you gotta assume is nice. like a, a multi thousand dollar watch because so that's all Leo would rock. Remember, yeah, remember when um, we thought it was weird that Sam would be hitting on Leo's wife in previous yeah. episodes? They mentioned that she's kind of a hottie. She looks like Mallory too. Yeah, they did. They casted that. I really don't blame well. him. She's a cutie. Nice neck. <laughs> yes, Poulin, she has a very nice neck. <laughs> so they, he basically just tells them to come to bed, though, and they, they leave it at that. And then they cut to Toby uh, getting grilled by a Lena Dunham impersonator. <laughs> um, and she's, she's asking him about like want something on the stock disclosure because he bought a stock that, like, what, what would, went up like 60 five times in value or something like that mm-hmm. immediately after a friend of his that he coordinated his congressional testimony uh the stock went up right after this guy testified i i everything about this makes toby sound guilty oh yeah, yeah. I, I wrote do we seriously believe that toby did not do the insider trading and even the way that um richard schiff delivers the line like leaves it very ambiguous i think what made you buy the stock I use the website. I like the company. Five thousand dollars worth. That's right. And now the stock is worth a hundred and twenty-five thousand. <laughs> Layla, I'm as surprised as anybody. <laughs> I, just, I didn't know until the accountant called your office. Although I get that the I think the writers intended for him to not have been guilty of doing insider trading. I think he just mostly seems annoyed though that he that like this happened. Well, he plays completely dumb. Dumb? Yeah, he's like, what? I don't know anything about it. Oh, I what? I committed a you felony? Know, he's That's definitely crazy. too smart for that. Yeah, well, it makes no sense that he's like, I, I, I never invested in the stock market before. I bought one stock for $5,000 yeah. about internet stuff that I don't understand at all. And the internet. And he, I never check it. And it would be different if he had said, Well, I talked to my buddy and he was like, Hey, this company's great. Then at least that would make sense why Toby Jason did just it. winked when he said but, that. But like No, I think they got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a wink there. Yeah. 
but uh, I think it was understood. He doesn't say that. He goes, "I like the website. <laughs> I, I thought like, it was yeah, a good I like company. the company. Yeah, yeah come on. Yeah, so I, I don't, I don't really buy it. I think, I think Toby is actually guilty here. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Um, they do a Sam and Josh walk and talk after that to nowhere. To nowhere. A walk and talk just to in nowhere. <laughs> yeah, this was a pretty long one too, but this is one where they actually, I think, just do a big lap around the entire set. Yep. Uh, they're trying to like just it's kind of a continuation of the scene earlier they're just trying to figure out what they can give away for these votes and and we talked about like the doling out of pork for things in a previous episode and this is just makes it explicit of like who we got to give them either a defense contract or some appointment somewhere or just something that they want i think it's like tax breaks for public infrastructure plans in the district or something like that Uh, everybody keeps congratulating josh as he's walking around the building and they don't know for what Josh drops an LBJ reference, uh, which I think is the last president that will ever get mentioned on the West wing. I don't think they're ever, they ever mentioned Nixon in the future. Uh, Josh uh, comes into his area in that building and then he, everybody's applauding for him and he won like a best gift contest on the disclosure forms because he got a smoking jacket and a cigarette holder from somebody named Sarah Wissinger. Does this mean Josh is a smoker? Yeah, I guess so. Why would you get a smoking jacket otherwise? Or maybe she was trying to like turn him into a smoker. Maybe that was like <laughs> her thing, Here's buying a cigarette costume. holder and the smoking jacket. See, now I, do what you want with it. I kind of thought that this was just like a misguided Sorkin like perception of something, some sexy gift. Right. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's a smoking jacket and a cigarette holder for like a post-coital drag. It sounds like a gift for an old man. Right. Like Hugh Hefner. Is a smoking jacket like a jacket you specifically wear to smoking? I think a smoking jacket is supposed to be like a a man's robe sort of that you just wear around the house. Like what Hugh Hefner wears all the time is like a smoking jacket. Okay. But so not specifically for smoking. It's like silk or felt. I think. You could wear it. Does it enhance the smoking experience? Historically though, I think when like you would dress up for dinner and things, you would wear a smoking jacket to protect your garments from the smoke that you were smoking. Does it have like a lot of pockets for cigarettes maybe? Probably. Uh, I like a lot of pockets. Or just like one one really, really good pocket. Oh, for one cigarette? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, then they cut to Leo and Margaret. It changes from the Josh and Sam walk and talk into the Leo and Margaret walk and talk. It keeps being the same shot. Like they just walk by and the camera just starts following them instead. And they're making a plan for uh, what Leo's going to do to make up to his wife. He's going to get, you know, everything on silver. They're going to maybe hire a violinist. He's got a necklace coming for her. And uh, he makes a mention that he doesn't drink champagne when he's like, telling what kind of champagne he wants and she says what do you want he says i don't drink champagne and earlier in this episode he got a soda when everybody else was drinking a beer at the at the chinese dinner so they're they're hinting at that a little hard also (laughs) very subtly but it's it's there if you're looking for it um later when they show the necklace that leo has chosen for his wife with the great neck is like it's like a giant pearl choker and it seriously looks like what wilma flintstone wore yeah on the flintstone <laughs> and then sam makes like a lewd comment about that but we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves yeah so uh the, josh comes into the office uh and he wants to like use like his lbj tactics he was talking about earlier on this congressman uh and then the fallback is just to kind of give away stuff and then Leo gives him the okay. Uh, they cut to that scene of Josh and this congressman. And this is another on location in the Capitol scene. Like, I'm almost positive this wasn't green screened. It was actually shot out in front of the Capitol. And the guy's like from like a rural district and he's just worrying about voting for a gun bill. And then Josh like just goes like completely ham on him and threatens to like primary him. Uh, he's going to run somebody against them. He's going to fly Air Force One and build a gazebo. <laughs> Do you have any idea how much noise Air Force One makes when it lands in Eau Claire, Wisconsin? We're going to have a party, Congressman. You should come. It's going to be great. And when the watermelon's done, right in town square, right in the band gazebo. You guys got a band gazebo? Josh. Doesn't matter. We'll build one. Right in the band gazebo. That's where the president's going to drape his arm around the shoulder of some assistant DA we like. <laughs> yeah, he fell for that, man. He fell for that hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, that guy did not want that to happen <laughs> to him. Um, and then Josh uh, gives him a very like deal with it move. He like, turns around and he's like, President Bartlett's a good man. He's got a good heart. He doesn't hold a grudge. 
That's what he pays me for. And then he puts his sunglasses on yeah. and walks away. By the way, that, that guy was Katzenmoyer. Yeah. Katzenmoyer. I really tried to figure out who everyone... <laughs> the only guys that they didn't have a scene with, and I wonder if there's some sort of deleted scene somewhere, is LeBrant. And O'Bannon, right? And O'Bannon, yeah. yeah. Well, th- actually, did they threaten all of them? I think they implied that they threatened all of them he later. He says he got... Uh, I think he says he got O'Bannon to flip. Do you think Katzenmoyer's a real name? <laughs> it's, a, it's a funny one. Which one, Katzenmoyer? Yeah. yeah you think that's name. real? Or they just made that up? It sounds so legit. Katzenmoyer? Like it's too silly to it's almost what sort too of legit. background do you think that's from? It's got to be Jewish, Jewish. right? <laughs> Eastern European. I mean, I Katzenmoyer. If you could say it like that, then it's... Katzenmoyer. again, Katzenmoyer is uh, from a conservative district so not really no he's from a overly liberal one because the president got 59 percent of the vote in his district True. so that's like that's kind of what he threatens him with is like the president's more popular than you are yeah, we see, can get that, anybody elected seven percentage there. See, points then there's no way he's actually from a district that wouldn't let him support a gun bill i could see a liberalish district in the, a rural district that was more gun friendly but still like mostly would vote for democrats maybe it seems feasible at least then they got they cut to sam and toby sam's trying to talk him through this like insider trading thing that he's tangled up in and then he he says a weird thing he says like you're in no actual trouble really absolutely not good but i'd hire a lawyer anyway why because technically you've committed a felony punishable by imprisonment and fines reaching into the millions but you're in no trouble (laughs) i don't know like how he squares those two sentences is it just like you technically by paper committed a felony, but nobody's actually going to prosecute you for it? Yeah, I mean, it could just be the Department of Justice, since we kind of are their boss, although they're supposed to be independent, uh, you know, isn't really going to indict you for... for yeah, they're not going to go out of their way to like put a like technicality on... He a, definitely a did a felony. He felonied so much. Yeah. Yeah. But the, I, I kind of was annoyed in this episode by how flippant they were. Oh, they're all issue. laughing about it. And they're how, all like, how you made a hundred thousand yeah, dollars. Like that's CJ's like laughing now. so hard about it. Toby, I was just heading out for lunch and I'm a little short. You wouldn't happen to have one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars I could borrow with you. <laughs> it's weird. By the way, they also um, they're in, like you abuse your powers. The disclosures mentioned that Leo is getting $40,000 per speech, which mm. is interesting when you think about the fact that like Hillary Clinton receives $200,000 per speech now. It's been yeah, a long time. That's though. inflation for you. Well, also, Hillary she, Clinton is more prominent. Sure. Yeah, she's a higher profile Leo. for sure. Yeah. yeah, but that goes totally under the radar in this episode that he's getting. It's just, of course, he has something interesting to say. So forty grand a speech, fine. Yeah, and that's almost... Well, kind Definitely of, for like defense contractors or banks or something, because who else has that kind of money? Sure. True, they don't give it a lot of time, but th- I think they're pointing out all of these are silly and yeah. excessive. Yeah. Leo's such a rich guy, but he's still so likable. Sam is uh, a little uh, delighted that Toby's in a situation that he finds analogous to his Lori situation, even though it's like not really that similar. Which is why I couldn't be happier to help you. It's like being able to do something for my older brother. I'm your guy on this. Being really condescending to Toby. I got your back on this, buddy. And it's it's pretty funny. Uh, there's a CJ press conference. The president gave away. Uh, she's she's going over these um, disclosure form items, kind of like doling them out to keep the press happy. And she talks about how the president gave away like a cravat with that his brother-in-law gave him to the Salvation Army, which like is just like super embarrassing. <laughs> like he like. <laughs> He didn't even re-gift it. He just gave it away. So I desperately tried to figure out who is the president's brother-in-law. Uh, I don't think they ever yeah, I guess not. say anyone has any siblings. The president's an only child. Yeah. And I thought maybe it was the first lady, but I don't think... It would she... have to be, but they never mention him, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. Uh, and then they mentioned some cool stuff about how the uh, his house in New Hampshire got a bunch of upgrades, like a helipad and a like command center. Uh, Josh has a, a walk and talk with a lot of people. He kind of pings off of a bunch of different people. He talks to uh, talks to Donna, who like just recaps what's going on in the episodes so far to him. Uh, then he he meets with this uh, buddy of his that is the other guy, that Chris Wick guy that he was he was sure wasn't voting against him. 
and the guy just calls him dude, dude right away yeah. like multiple times too he's hey such bro a, yeah he's like such a such a bro this guy he's like a frat guy yeah and they they mentioned that josh was in a frat yeah he was like this isn't like the frat days i don't know how you would say that that's it <laughs> This we're not fratting not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> fratting is over. We're not fraternizing. Josh really like does pulls the same move. He gets really up in this guy's face and like monologues at him. Name for me, please, the weapons banned in this bill and why you feel they should be legal. Like I realize I should have called. Yeah, let's you start here. Name for me, please, the weapons banned in this bill. But this guy, his like his reason for not. Um, voting for this is because he hasn't have had enough FaceTime or photo ops with the president. It seems like a very petty reason for a very serious issue. And I think Josh is way more intimidating in this scene than he was previously when he, he put on his cool guy sunglasses to intimidate that guy. Except a lot of different points of view as being perfectly valid, but we can all get together on the grenade launcher, right? Josh. I put you in your seat. I got you elected to the House of Representatives. You're You're totally right about Josh, but this is a shit bill. Yes, I agree with the the congressman who w won't vote for it because it's not harsh enough. Yeah, but so Josh ends up getting like a deal with this guy because he really just wants like some visibility because he's a freshman congressman who like nobody gives a shit about. And so he basically sets up a deal that, that this guy will vote for the bill if he can have like a game of chess with the president over Brandy, which... I get that seems like a situation where you'd want to wear a smoking jacket. Yes. Game of game of chess when over you're brandy. chessing up the press. Yeah. yeah. So this is totally a legitimate thing. I remember when Obama, like right, his first year, I guess, and the press was like, Republicans, why don't you want to work with the president? And they actually said, "Where's the courtship? Where's the uh, the camaraderie?" And they expected there to be more kind of social. Uh, yeah, you need to host cocktail parties or yeah. something. He was legitimately criticized by the Washington establishment for oh, not. I think he still does. Schmoozing people still gets that. Yeah, of like you never even tried. You like you didn't have like a you know drink night or whatever. At but the White he does House. golf, doesn't he? Do golf? Why he does doesn't golf he, a lot. Why doesn't he do golf with more of them? Huh? I don't know. Yeah, there's there's this uh, joke on like uh, political blogs about how the political press is obsessed with the concept that like tip and ronnie used to get drinks together and like oh they fixed social security over a bottle of brandy or something and yeah. it's just it's that's, so insane that's what our democracy needs more backroom deals yeah more people getting drunk more parties in general I'd for say. america <laughs> then they, they have a leo and staff meeting after that um the the ladies are obsessed with this uh wilma flintstone necklace uh this is this is where sam get, does like the eyebrow lifting and he says like excellent choice my friend stop looking at me like that you're talking about jenny and leo's just like don't talk to me like that <laughs> and then mandy says something super super weird that maybe it's a thing but she says can i rub it against my teeth can I rub it against my teeth? Oh, she so definitely says that, that, and it's I, I don't get it. I don't know a lot about fine jewelry, but I know that's like a thing you do with diamonds. Is like you bite it, and it's like tooth them because they're like, so hard, like a newsy with a coin to make sure it's real. Yeah, yeah. So, but I don't know about pearls. Maybe I, it's like you want to. It's super smooth. Newsies so don't do the coin thing. That's more smooth. like a pirate. But I, I feel like I could tell the smoothness of something with my finger better yeah. than with my teeth. Or even personally. like your lips. You don't have to go past your lips yeah. <laughs> into your mouth. I, it's That's strange to me, even if it is a thing. And then CJ wants to try it on, and Leo says no. Can I try it on? No. Are you saying I'm going to stretch it? Because she's worried about her neck being too big. Yep. Which it's they set up this stupid thing in the beginning just to call it back in that that line that was the which, moment she has neck issues then uh josh uh basically updates everybody on the how the vote's going uh and they need this last guy and they need a texan this needs a texan sometimes you know sometimes because you need a texan. guns because yeah. guns uh and then leo f refuses again and he's gonna go meet with this uh richardson guy and then they tease toby a little more and he's like kind of cute about being miserable there's literally no one in the world that I don't hate right now. <laughs> uh, then they cut to Leo and Richardson, and they're walking in front of some building, and 
the guy like basically sums up the whole episode so far. He's like, "Let me guess, Josh got Katsumori and the rest of them back in the boat. You came to me instead of Tillinghouse because you don't want to use horns." He was on the ball. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> it's almost like he read the script for the he episode. Knew shit, for sure. Uh, but he's like not gonna vote for it because he like just he doesn't actually think the bill is a good bill because it just doesn't. It's it's cosmetic in a way. Yeah, it um, doesn't go far enough. They're, that they're doing it so that they have a political achievement to wave at their supporters and not to actually fix anything. Yeah. Yeah, but I I do wonder because that guy presumably does think those guns should be banned. Like, why not? vote for it like would you rather have them not be there i think because it, it's still leaving a bunch of assault rifles on the streets so i think it's more of a i guess his th- thinking is like you're just gonna like spike the football and like never touch this again because you like solve the gun issue yeah and so he'd rather like vote it down and they start from scratch or something right i but, i mean if his vote is a vo- deciding vote you know it's and it seems to be in this case that it could change the, whether the bill passes or not. So if it doesn't pass, they have to rework it and try again. I mean, you have to wonder if he's the leader of the Congressional Black Caucus, is the whole caucus not supporting this bill? And if that's the case, they could say, listen, we'll, I'll give you the caucus vote and you don't need these five guys if you strengthen the bill. So it is kind of weird that they don't make a more interesting story out of that piece of leverage yeah like trying to tweak the contents of it versus just strong arming people yeah leo like tries to like make it a race issue of saying like god mark the bodies being wheeled into the emergency rooms are black these guns aren't going to scottsdale mark they're going to detroit they're going to philadelphia an entire generation of African-American men are being eaten alive by drugs and poverty and the guy tells him that you look like an idiot and then leaves which yeah yeah he dropped that shit so hard he's like oh man it's black bodies and strong black character was like nah dog and it's also the inverse of the scene with uh with wick and josh where josh is like do you even know what's in the bill what guns are being regulated and he's like no i don't know i don't care this is about politics and here leo tries to be the most informed person in the room and richardson's like no 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 you don't know anything. This is all for politics. Or or you do know and you're just trying to yeah, even worse. paint over it. Um, yeah, then there's a quick Josh and Mandy scene. <laughs> One of the other things that Josh got was a year's supply of fruit, which <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> do you get that all at once or is it in coupons? Or? No, that's got to come monthly. Monthly. Yeah. Yeah. Subscription yeah. program. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it would go bad. Only some, you could get some frozen and dried, I guess. I find that the fruit of the month subscriptions do go bad because it's a lot of fruit. Fruit of the month club? Are you in a fruit of the month club? No, but I looked into it. Oh my God. I would totally do that <laughs> with you. We I was in a CSA it. one time. But and just fruit? No, it was That's mostly, it was mostly vegetables, um, vegetables, yeah. And we would just get like lettuce and kohlrabi every week for the entire summer. It's that, a lot. It's, it's, it's a too lot of much. kohlrabi. Yeah. Someone got like a big fruit basket like at work and like no, it, they all went bad because we couldn't eat them fast enough. So Those you, you never like want to be the person to like eat the good fruit too. I do. I do. And you just go for it. Yeah, I'll just go for it because I, I don't want it to go to waste. That's not why. We should look into a fruit basket. A group. <laughs> we could do fruit a fruit basket. A podcast fruit fruit basket. Yeah, we can have a fruit of the week in addition the, to. Yeah, we could make that going up. over the episode. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so the one thing in this scene, um, they're in Josh's office, and Mandy's photo is not on Josh's desk already. <laughs> so he's he's done with that. He doesn't want a photo of his own face scratched out. I wish they'd had the photo there still, but Mandy's face was now also scratched out. <laughs> uh, yeah, they basically conclude that Leo's got to like uh, talk to the vice president and they, they set up the meeting. Uh, Leo goes home. It's the end of the night. It's the night again. And there's a cab in his driveway and like all the things that he like had set up earlier in the episode seem to like be like being dismantled or like just put away or whatever. She's already wearing a giant pearl necklace. Yeah. She doesn't Not need, as giant. It's, yeah, it's it's more pearls, but they're smaller. This is her, like, everyday pearl necklace. <laughs> yeah, I know what she like. Yeah, the other one's more of, like, you know, when you get fancy pearl So necklace. she probably would have liked the big one. Yeah. You yes. wouldn't rub those pearls on your teeth. <laughs> I wouldn't rub anyone's pearls on my teeth, especially some ones that are not my own. Maybe, like, babies like to... Babies. Uh, babies' pearls? Baby, yeah. you, like, be, like <laughs> eat like things like that 
I don't know. Uh, so she's <laughs> she's basically can't take the like busy lifestyle of a White House staffer, and there's like an exchange that they have. Like this is the most important thing I'll ever do, Jenny. I have to do it well. It's not more important than your marriage. It is more important than my marriage right now. These few years while I'm doing this, yes, it's more important than my marriage. His final thing is, I'm five votes down. <laughs> that's how, like, how he ends the argument. And she's like, okay, we're, we're done. Yeah, that seems sort of like a very important argument to happen. I, I mean, to happen so quickly. And Leo seems like a real tough guy. Maybe he's just not expressing himself very well. And by the way, but... it probably would be advantageous if leo were honest with her and said he's actually one boat down at this point oh yeah you're right oh yeah oh but the other thing was that he has a meeting like that he scheduled in the middle of oh uh, she's night like yeah together. she's like you don't make the time and he's like i made it tonight and she's like margaret called to confirm your meeting <laughs> he's yeah. like i was just gonna slip out <laughs> for a minute damn cool. margaret you're fired yeah. yeah but it must be difficult when you have like decisions that have serious gravity like that on the whole country and oh, other sure. countries to you know, decide if whether your marriage is more important. But it seems like he had already thought about that and really decided it is not more important. Well, they mentioned that they had like discussed this and yeah. she was on board with it. But I guess just in practice, it's too much for her. Maybe. Because like he, he'd have high profile jobs before, but I guess nothing this time consuming and demanding perhaps. But I, I think the labor secretary probably keeps crazy hours too, you would think. They all keep crazy hours. It's kind of... I mean, the president, too. So, And him and the first lady are, like, probably rarely see each other. Still no first lady. I know. I don't I know can't. when she shows up. Miss Leo uh, leaves. And they, they actually have, like, a sweet moment when she's leaving. When he's like, call me before you go to sleep. And she's like, yeah, okay. I'll yeah. do that. So, oh, this is the first time I, I realized that the kind of subtle f- facial expressions and, and nonverbal things that go on in that scene are because what we eventually find out is that Leo's an alcoholic, a recovering alcoholic. And I think part of that was like, call me before you go to sleep to kind of like... Talk me down. Yeah, make sure I'm like doing okay. Yeah, they are heavy on that, on the alcohol stuff. You're yeah, the, yeah, we learned that in the next scene. Um, so Leo stops at the VP's office at this meeting they set up. Um, the VP is still there. It's like, you know, what, 945? He's still in the office. So he's he's a worker too. Um Leo, like, very professionally and directly asked him to, like, do this favor about talking to this guy. He's like, um, I came in to talk to you about 802. We lost five votes. I know. We got four of them back, but, uh, I was stupid with Richardson. And now it's Tillinghouse, so I came in to talk to you about that. I thought that was kind of, like, big of Leo not to, like, sugarcoat it. Yeah, yeah. And to say, like, I screwed up. Can you, like, help us out here? A VP guy really comes through. He's like... Wait, yeah. I could tell that's something seriously wrong. What? <laughs> I will come to your aid in a way that you would not have expected. Yeah, he uh, he calls out for Janine, which is like a great like secretary name to be screaming out. Janine? Yeah. Janine! <laughs> can, you, can you bring some water, please? Uh, yeah, like Leo like has that, that sip of water Leo has is like, looks like it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to him. Like it's, he's so like ecstatic or and it's like sacrament or something. <laughs> Um, and then, so I guess Leo, the VP knows Leo's an alcoholic because he says, when's the last time you went to a meeting? Cause Leo tells him about the thing with his wife. Um, what's Leo's wife's name, by the way? I forget. Jenny. Janine. Janine. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny. I want to say Jenny. Yeah. I think that might be right. Um, and then, uh, yeah, they, they talk about the meeting. The vice president has his own meeting that he, he runs with like some congressmen and judges uh secret meeting yeah leo he, he invites leo to it and leo asks if he has enemies in that room which is i mean of course leo has enemies but it's kind of funny like i don't have any enemies yeah. <laughs> I, do i have enemies in that room uh yeah so the, the vp comes across really well here he's like super solid like looks out for his his buddy considering he had been the villain yeah previously mm-hmm. it's like a total 180 here they're like best friends now. And Leo, this whole episode so far, and I think in the end of the episode too, he just has like no ego about things from the beginning. And it's kind of a different way of seeing him. And it, it looks good on him. 
then they uh, there's another Mandy and Josh scene, a quick one, where uh, Mandy is jealous about like the presents Josh had been given by uh, the Sarah Wissinger lady, and she does some like detectiving of like when did he get the presents versus when did they break up in the year before, and they're like they were a few days apart but like overlapping. And so, I don't know. Like, yeah, she plays some crazy ex-girlfriends. Yeah. Senior staff's all hanging out in the Oval Office. Um, they're going to, like, brainstorm how to deal with this Toby insider trading thing. And the the president barges in. Oh, actually, no. First, everybody's, like, uh, asking Leo about how the date went. And he, he's like, oh, it went great. Every, he, like, he doesn't want to tell them that his, like, marriage is splitting up. So, really, only the VP knows it now. It's, like, his, like, confidant. Uh, and then they they sit down to like work on this other meeting and the president comes in and he's like super high on painkillers. Cool president. <laughs> I, this is my favorite scene. It's, it's great. so funny. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, Leo asked if he took the Vicodin or the Percocets and he said, both. Oh, was I not supposed to take both? But like, why would you give somebody both? <laughs> I don't if know. If they were only supposed to take one, like he's not a doctor. Just like give him the medicine he's supposed to take. Charlie did it. He gave him the medicine. He made he made him get high. Oh yeah, in the beginning. In the very beginning. That's true. He said, you know, your wife's gonna be mad if you don't get high on these drugs, Mr. President. And he gets extremely high. He like, gets yeah. a little loopy. He, he can't even like tell the difference between people, mm-hmm. but he knows their names. He's like yeah. he's enough to know that. He calls Sam Toby, I think, and right. he's like, I want to roll my sleeves up and get like into it with everyone and help and he says i know my body yes (laughs) and he's these very funny long pauses and staring off into the distance yeah one one other thing he says is i'm seriously thinking about getting a dog (laughs) yeah which would have been great i wish the show had a dog on it yeah (laughs) it doesn't uh and then they they work through this toby stock thing and sam comes up with this like idiotic plan that's supposed to like make it better all of a sudden where toby is going to reduce his salary to one dollar thereby relieving the taxpayer of the burden but like is that makes it okay like if he like committed insider trading like just because he like what if he made 20 million dollars off of that and he's right. like okay i won't take my sixty thousand dollar salary like all good i mean that's his way of dealing with the pr part but that certainly doesn't but what what they don't even have anything to do with each other like what burden is the taxpayer being placed right. on that toby the real solution there is for him to disgorge the profits Right. So he just gets his $5,000 back and the rest gets given to charity or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You, don't, you seems... don't take no salary. It makes no sense because I bet you his salary is smaller than the 100000 yeah. he made. And Toby seems to think he got really screwed over. So how do you feel there, big guy? Like I just got screwed with my pants on. Excellent. By the deal. Cause it really doesn't make any sense. Idea is somehow brilliant. But he sh- It's he's still making money, I think. Yeah. Or at least he's coming out like even, I would think, at the worst. You get screwed with your pants on. It's fine. That's good, too. The way this scene ends, where Charlie is called in to get the president back to his room. And this is like, it's only been one episode that Meek Charlie was hired to be the president's body man. And already he is just the boss of the president. <laughs> he's like, like I love you for two him, minutes. Yeah, he's just like, shh, come with me, you crazy old man, <laughs> which is pretty amazing. You know, they yeah. really picked the right guy. Yeah, he's growing into it. Uh, they show the VP's meeting with this Tillinghouse guy, um, and the guy, like, seriously does not want to vote for the bill. He says, uh, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube with, like, respect to guns, which is a pretty great analogy. Um, <laughs> he has a thing about, like, well, as long as they got a gun... I want my wife to have a gun. I want my daughter to have a gun. And damn it, I want one too. I want one too. Uh, yeah, that guy's awesome. He's just very, he's very Texan. You probably could like, get the toothpaste back into it. It's not going to be easy. But <laughs> I mean, if you get, I mean, is that impossible? No. Is it, are you going to do you it like, you're not going to squeeze it. it right in. You need, you need like a, a syringe. Like the yeah. only way to get a toothpaste back in the tube is with another tube. With a, yes. with a smaller tube, a smaller with tube. a smaller pneumatic tube. Yeah. Well, then, so they're talking about this, and he seems really against it, and he's not going to budge, and he basically says that, and then all of a sudden, the vice president, bas- he just says, well, I'm going to be president one day, so you're going to do this for me, and then it's like, okay, right? Yeah, totally. He's super upset about like the way the White House handled it, too. These are grown men with pride and dignity. 
It can't be manhandled. Yeah, they're bullying people. Yeah. Um, right. So the the VP's plan is essentially like I'm gonna be powerful one day, and you're not. So like, do me a solid right now because you don't really care about this that much. So just like, just do it. And you can also tell those other guys that I helped to get this, like to give me the credit. I think it's that, it's a convoluted scheme a little bit. And he's already like pretty powerful. If he can just say, I'm going to be powerful. And then people just do things for you. Yeah. I wish he, I could do he that. He also agrees with him on all of his points, right? Like he's just yesing him the whole way through mm-hmm. Tilling House. And well, he was, he was against the bill kind of anyways, right? It was only until Leo and he wasn't like publicly against it, but I don't, I never got the sense that the vice president points. really thought it was a great bill anyways. Right. I, so I think that the message they're sending here is like, listen, my I'm on deck to be the next Democratic president, and my administration will not be as liberal in these ways as the Bartlett administration. And as long as you allow well, at the very me, least, there's a place for you in it. And he's, he's like, yeah, give me a win politically on this. Give Bartlett, you know, allow Bartlett to continue thinking I'm useful so that he keeps me as a VP for the second term, presumably. And then I'm on deck to do things your way. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's very... uh it's a political game that they play, but yeah, it, it, it works out though. Uh, they get the bill passed. Uh, they cut to like some news coverage. Everybody's like giving credit to the vice president, which I don't uh, The way that got, that got covered, I guess it, it could work like that, but I never feel like they assign that much like insider. Yeah. I thought this How was did very bizarre. Well, the other congressman that changed their votes said like, oh, we did this because the VP came through and like yeah, convinced us or whatever. But you think all of them did or just this one guy? No, that's what he said. It's like, you should mention this conversation uh, to those other four guys, presumably. It's weird that um, one of the press sort of uh, voiceover things they said was that the senior staff officials were like hoping this would be a win for the president, but it was actually a win for the vice president. How would they know that internally? Well, yeah, why wouldn't it be a win for the president? Like, he got his bill passed. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way the senior staff would say that in an interview or, or in a leak. They would say, no, we won. Right. We asked the vice president yeah. to do this. He did it. We won. It was very heavy-handed in, in, like, trying to get you to believe that, you know, everyone thinks the vice president got credit for but it. The, the part that bothered me the most is where the one of the anchors says that Mark Richardson, the head of Congressional Black Caucus, declined to comment, which they interpreted inexplicably as uh, a snub of the president. But that's ridiculous. He would want to comment and condemn the bill or cr- at least mildly criticize the bill and say the Bartlett administration sacrificed too much on on the altar of politics to get this passed in a weakened state and they should have fought harder for real reform and we still need real reform that's what a real politician in that position would have done yeah he has to explain his vote on some level and and use that use being asked for comment as a platform for advocating for more stringent gun regulation which he just yeah i think he just didn't want to like shit talk the president necessarily but he would have had to have said something there yeah um, there's a funny phrase that they say that you loosen the ketchup bottle and he pops the top off and keeps the ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> um, uh, then uh, Leo has like the like, hey, at least we won moment with Josh, like which I I liked because he I, I, Leo very much treats Josh as like a son. Yes. <laughs> and he's like he's like, hey, you know, it didn't go right, uh, and he says that we had it was hubris that brought us down. <laughs> Yeah. But they got the bill. It, I was very confused. Yeah. I watched it a couple times and I, I rewound. I, I did not understand. What yeah, it's it's all about. about like how the comment, how it's being spun afterwards. But, but like, it's like played on the screen on like some new fake news channel for like two seconds. And then there's then there's that weird catch up line. And like he's like, it was hubris. I'm like, well, what the fuck? You won. You did this stuff. All think- the whole episode. You had to do this thing. Then you finally did it. And you're all like, oh, we didn't do it. I mean, in trying to be charitable to like making this sensible, I think maybe what he could be saying is it was hubris for you to strong arm people, for you to try to say the president doesn't negotiate. We don't give out pork. We don't back down. We go to people in our own party. We say you get in line. And he tried that with people and it only drove them away and led them to intentionally undermine the president and, and give the VP a win. Yeah, and Leo did it too with Richardson too. So like they yeah. they all had a hand in that. Isn't this kind of the whip's job to do so that the White House doesn't have to be that involved in it though? Is it weird that 
like the deputy chief of staff was doing this? Is that normal? No, they. I think they talk about how the whip was the whip like getting reported. a count, yeah, and finding you know putting some pressure on people and finding out being an intermediary between whatever whoever the advocate for the bill is and the people who want something in return for their support. And I think at that point the whip called during that speech and was like, "Yeah, I can't." There's, there's, there's nothing five else I can do. People. Ah, I see. It was like. So they need the the bigger guns to come out. Got it. Uh, inappropriate metaphor for that. <laughs> that would be a good headline. Yeah. Smaller, smaller guns. Um, yeah. Then um, Josh like dips over to the VP's office. They both congratulate each other, but even then Josh admits like this was a terrible bill. <laughs> like I I helped write it, and I still don't care. So I guess he was just only concerned about the political win happening. He wasn't actually super concerned about the they content talk, of it they talk about how they're trying to build momentum and look like they're sort of a white house that's like whipping their party into shape in congress mm-hmm. and like maybe they'll move to bigger bills but i like i like the metaphor he uses where he says it's like uh fighting big tobacco by outlawing certain color matchbook covers right <laughs> yeah and then um the VP has to leave, and on the way out, he says, "Welcome to the NFL, to Josh." <laughs> I don't understand yeah. that. No, like more it's a big sports leads. metaphor, please. No. I don't get it. That one I've heard before. It's like supposedly like when a rookie gets like tackled really hard the first time in the NFL, like the the defensive players like know to say that. Oh. And they'll like scream it at them as they like just got laid out. Like, welcome to the NFL. <laughs> they won. They got the bill. I think I was just confused about that because they got it. Um, yeah. And then they got the bill. Leo goes to this AA meeting that's like in the, in the basement of one of the, the government buildings and they, they don't really like show the building, but they do like the absolute minimum set decoration to signal that something is AA and that they just have like a shitty coffee maker on a table and it's like they open the door and it's a coffee coffee maker in there and that's like that's all the get. explanation you need that there's an AA meeting going on in there. Checks out. Yeah. Um, and then yeah and then that's the last uh, scene and then they have the closing credits and it's like the it's the staff like laughing at Leo when he was uh, telling them about like the night that didn't happen so everybody's got a big goofy smile on their face oh so i want to mention the building that they have the meeting in is the oeob building which is that comes up a lot they always say oh i'll go over to oeob and it's essentially across the street from the white house and it's the executive office building the eisenhower executive office building and that's where the vice president's staff has their yeah it's like it's like the overflow offices for the white house kind of right um yeah so uh that, that was the episode uh pretty exciting one um so yeah let's uh let's do headlines first what were we supposed to do headlines so uh i didn't get this there's a couple events uh in this one we have headlines for both of them there's the gun bill and there's the financial disclosures so i have some for both okay uh, let's 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 do the the gun bill ones first okay i have the fewest for that (laughs) i don't have a lot this week um senior staff brings out vps big big guns to get rid of guns (laughs) okay that's it. <laughs> the, the only one I have for guns is gun rings, just a flesh wound. <laughs> <laughs> um, since it, the bill hasn't actually been signed yet, it's just passed the house. I have like house takes aim at guns. Oh, good. That's like kind of just a straight coverage at it. And then the other one I have is the letter M in parentheses VP because like the, nice. the, the VP got the like nice. bill sign, so it's you know MVP. I didn't get this message, and my kid, my kitty today t- went to the vet, so I didn't do this. <laughs> but I would say probably like VP gets the bill, but they got the bill. The belt. The. No, I didn't have one. What <laughs> Wait, but what did they get? The belt. The bill. So and you, then we VP sticks partly with Bill. With Bill, yeah. And then what was the second part? No, that was it. Oh, it was both. Your, it was Bill, both Bill. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good. Thank okay. you. Yeah, yeah the, that one's kind of rough. You know, you don't want to joke too much about gun legislation. No. <laughs> I do. I just couldn't. I just couldn't come up with it. Yeah, it's a it's a difficult one. Um, the the other one's the financial disclosures. Oh well, I have one that overlaps the two. So maybe oh yeah. Could, um. So 
million dollar smoking gun and then it would be about Josh Ooh, like intimidating congress members head. and also about his lavish gifts. Does it run across two columns where there's just independent stories below Ooh, both of them? Yes it does. And you have I separate decks for each one. I didn't oh. know you could do that. Yeah, That's yeah, I'm always trying to make that happen. There you it's, go. It's rare. It's hard to pull off. It's yours, Eric. <laughs> the one the only one I have, um, it's about Josh. It's Posh Lyman. Oh, Ooh, nice. That's good. Toby did a felony. Oh, is that yours? <laughs> yeah, again, my cat has a pee problem. <laughs> no, as yours, Eric. I have um uh Josh Lyman, Deputy Dandy. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Josh has smoking stuff. <laughs> Because he had the both of the smoke things. I'm sorry if that was yours. Josh smoke. It's close. Yeah, I actually didn't do a Josh one. Um, dot complicit did Presno. Whoa. Whoa. That's pretty good. Scandalous. Farm subsidy. Taxpayers pimp Pres Ranch. <laughs> okay, so and this one's also about Toby. This is what the scandal would be called by the press. It's investigate. <laughs> <laughs> Invest again. Okay, okay. Okay, I came came up with another uh, double headline um, on Josh bullying people, assuming that that got leaked. Fruit of the goon. Because he got a fruit. Nice. He's a a goon. I have two more about Toby. So, Toby Ziegler Glitterati or Glitternati? (laughs) (laughs) So, wait, is it Glitter? Not and it, and like it, naughty, like you're naughty, right, yeah, yeah. like you've done something bad. Like Na yeah. ug, yeah. yeah, that's good. And then uh, standards and pores. White House has neither. Oh wow, mm. that one cuts oh. deep, dude. Um, on that note too, I have this is my last one about Toby. Um, stock soars. Ziegler no longer one of the pores. <laughs> <laughs> Toby like a, did a felony. That's, uh, that's uh, headlines as written by Dr. Seuss. Yeah. <laughs> also, I would love to see a newspaper say the pores. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Good around. Even though one of us didn't participate. <laughs> see, the thing is, <clears throat> my kitten, she took a dump on the floor. <laughs> and so did Toby. <laughs> anyway. A dump on the pore. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Damn. Nice. The pores. <laughs> The uh, final thoughts. Um, I really like this one. I thought it was best wing. I would say like it's close to best wing, but I I don't want to call everything that I really like. No, it's you only can't. three ratings. You can't. I know. <laughs> oh, I, there were like parts of it that were best wing, but I think um, more Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was more Charlie, and then and also the more president. But I did like how they saved him for that one hilarious scene. He's at the beginning too. Right, and that was also like quintessential. I, I think I was just uh, in awe of that first walk and talk for most of the episode because yeah. it was so good. It was incredible. I, I think like I felt like Best Wing for the first half of the episode and when they sort of started to phone things in later or like the the way the bill worked out didn't really make that much sense. Yeah, um, that's true. Then that's I a good point. started to feel like it went downhill. So that's why it's like almost Best Wing. There was a lot me. of similar scenes too where they were like talking about the, how they're going to get the bill. I yeah. think there were like three of them that were almost identical. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, we have to like offer these guys something. And then they said it again in the walk and talk. And then they said it again in like Leo's office. Yeah. So, yeah. There was a little bit of repetition there. I do like that this was, I think, one of the first episodes where you get into like the nitty gritty of, of passing a bill or getting a bill voted on or something that's more of like a daily function and not like a big epic thing. Like, a yeah, I think attack. that's what I liked about it the most, I think is that yeah. it wasn't like high drama, but it was, you know, high stakes, but it wasn't, you know, military action, yeah. like insanity, like the last one was. And it felt substantive enough that it didn't feel like a filler episode in any way. It still felt important. This is the first proof of concept episode for, they can make the day-to-day activities of the White House seem compelling even when it's not national security or someone's going to get fired because they said the wrong thing on TV. And that's what every other episode previously was about, pretty much. And this is the one where they show you that it can be dramatic to just like try to push a bill through Congress. And they're not entirely cynical about it, too. I mean, they they do show the characters like... Do totally doing felonies and stuff, <laughs> you know, like they're not like 
I don't know. They don't sugarcoat it entirely. It's not overly optimistic yeah. or... They don't really try very hard to make all their characters likable either. Yeah, and they I mean, criticize... Sam is very unlikable in the first few episodes of the show, for sure. Sam? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, that Laurie scene still that sings Laurie a That Laurie one, it hurts, yeah. I think the... Like, I like that they, in the writing, criticized their own bill that they were trying to pass by saying it wasn't good enough. I do wonder if Josh was being, like, modest there to a degree, too, because he was very, like forceful about how important it was with the other guy i mean it makes sense that he would understand but like it's it seems like in that moment with like once it already passed he can like be like ah you know it wasn't a great bill like whatever yeah that's true i I do feel like he probably he had to have known that it wasn't it seemed like everybody kind of had the feeling under the like unspoken that it wasn't that great of a bill though right but they needed something and I, i guess it's better than nothing but. Yeah, that's what I I was confused about earlier is like, why not pass this and then try to like amend it later or like add on to it? And right. I guess it was just it would be impossible to like bring up the same level of like political like, interest in it yeah. once they already I did mean, something gun, about gun it. Gun bills are tough in general. Yeah. This yeah, episode this be... showed a little bit of how, how difficult it was. Problem hasn't changed. You know, I don't know. 20 years later, gun bills are tough. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you're not going to go through all the effort to pass one and then do an t- even tougher one after spending that political capital. Yeah. I also like Leo a lot in this episode. In every episode prior to this, he's been loud and tough and, like, yelling at people. And, you know, there's usually something explosive, I think, that happens with him uh, and another character. But in this one, he sort of laid low, but it had a lot of gravitas to it as well even though he wasn't yelling. Yeah, he he uh he was very like he was modest in this one and he was yeah, you know, he was friendly with everybody. And yeah, he didn't really yell at anybody in this one, did he? No. He kind of got up in that congressman's face, but that was like putting on a face. Yeah. It didn't it just never felt like um like the previous episodes where he, he really took it personally or mm-hmm. was super invested. He was he was sort of letting everybody do their jobs. Oh, he yelled at his wife. Oh. Um, yeah, I thought this is a pretty good one. Not, uh, I would say not the best wing, but maybe the next best wing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, can we have a next best wing? Yeah, next best wing. We'll take it. Let's yeah. add it. Because I think that's an important distinction. <laughs> yeah, but this 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 had no groan worthy moments really. No. And it was there was some funny scenes. Like the scene with the president and it, on drugs was pretty great. It yeah, was like, cool so press is super cool. I laughed out loud. Yeah, I did too. I I I had totally kind of forgotten that that was in this one. Yeah. This this one has feel. I, I keep saying that like it, every episode feels more like the show, but like this one because it doesn't have the stakes and because it's interesting on a bunch of fronts and it's funny and like they go have location shots like and it just feel it really feels really on point of like this is like the tone the show has yeah. for a lot of the show. It is the westiest of wings. And when you just said it doesn't have the stakes, I immediately thought we were talking about the Omaha stakes again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just did a little bit of research. Uh, this is almost definitely modeled on the uh, 1994 federal assault weapons ban that uh, Bill Clinton passed, which expired in 2004 under George Bush. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess uh, you can get the grenade launchers or whatever now. Yeah. yeah, it's actually like, yeah, it's got the Tech 9. It's like, it's very similar. It's almost the same thing. I also tried to look up um, in preparation for this if there were any funny or weird or notable financial disclosures from previous administrations. It's very difficult to find that. (laughs) But um, I did find out a couple things with Obama that Bo was a disclosure, the dog. Oh, was he a gift? He was a gift from Ted Kennedy, I think. Oh, crazy. And they um, claimed him at value, I think, of $1,600. Yeah, dogs are expensive. He's like a purebred. He's a purebred. Yeah, Yeah, he's a fancy dog. And then there was another thing that um, there's a weird law where the first lady gets um, sort of a salary that is supposed to be like this pin fund, like a brooch. That's what it's called. And uh, Laura Bush was the first... Uh, first first lady to ever actually get paid out for this like really obscure law and it's twelve thousand dollars a year because they think like the law was written because the first lady should get some money or compensation for being in that that's just her brooch budget yeah no it's like a it's like a something pin memorial pin fund 
So that's what the like, first lady has to have a ton of pins <laughs> in general, all the different engagements, everything. A thousand dollars a month on pins, yeah, on pins. big pins. But look at that gender wage. I don't gap. think it's like um, a budget to spend on pins. It's like here, it's called. No, it's for pins. <laughs> for pins only. Um, the Henry G. Freeman Jr. Pin Money Fund. Oh, I just pulled it up on the internet. Only pins, it says. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, $12,000 a year. And then also Obama got $1.4 million for the Nobel Prize, but he gave it away and kept the medallion and the diploma and said that they can't um, ascertain the value of that. But Bo, I thought, was the only interesting one. Otherwise... Like nothing, nothing fun. Like a about, smoking jacket. Or, what about Rahm Emanuel? I like it's no one wrote about it because he's he's the Josh. I just heard like when you said his name, I thought you were saying like ramen. Ramen Manual. Like if you've made like <laughs> your own ramen. I want Rahm Emanuel to write a ramen manual. <laughs> 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 Rahm Emanuel's ramen manual. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Arrested Development writers. I just stole your joke. 